Yo, what's good, everybody? It's Matt. And I'm Bryce. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to the Spark Setting Night Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. On today's episode, we've done things a little bit differently than we have the past couple weeks. Rather than speak with one person, we have the Abanes on, a couple that has been business owners for just about 20 years. Unlike our previous guests, the Abanes don't have their hand in a majority of markets, and they kind of do live that 9 to 5 lifestyle. Regardless of that, the couple started a business against the opinion of many where they both work as CPAs. They really put an emphasis on having faith in not only each other, but God, because unlike others, they didn't have a great support group or mentors to look up to when they were beginning their journey. I think they can tell their story a lot better than we can, so here we go. Hope you guys enjoy the show. Mr. and Mrs. Abanye, welcome to our show. Uh, can you guys tell us who you are and tell us about what you do, really? Yes, okay. So um, I'm Samuel Abain, and my uh, partner is Melinda Abain. We are CPAs. So, um, but we do specialize in two different things. Um, I specialize in information technology and security on the business side, and she specializes in just the accounting. On okay. the, again, mm-hmm. so can you can you tell us a little bit more about um what what a CPA really really is or what it does? Okay, so um, a CPA it's uh, I guess certified public accountant. So just to give the public assurance that accounting transactions are correct. So that's different from a regular accountant who's not required to give any public assurance. So because we go a step further than what a regular accountant would do. We have to go through licensing, and that's what makes you a CPA. Uh, how long have you guys been doing this? Um, as a, as a business owners for 19, 19 years, years now, mm-hmm. December twenty seventh will be nineteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys, you guys do in fact own own your own business. Yes. Yes. Um. So is is this is that? Would you say that's your that's your only venture? Yeah, I would. Uh, for now, I would say that's the. Unless you have some. Yeah, I was going to say yes and no. Um, we have this business, but we've done like joint ventures with other companies, mm-hmm. and then also, um, out of doing this, we do have like um rental that we, um, rental property that we own. So we have a couple of little things, but pretty much this is our main um business. Okay. Um, when did you guys realize you wanted to start a business and when did this idea pop into your head and how'd you guys really get the ball rolling? I would say, um, shortly before we started, which is in the uh, year 2000, that was when, uh, I don't know how you guys were born then, but that was when everybody thought the world, the world was going to end. Yeah, yeah. There was there was actually a lot of talk about the world ending, yeah. and so everything was in kind of a chaotic situation. And we just thought, well, maybe we just need to start our own thing and see how it goes. And so that was 
the motivation. And at that point, we just had, uh, you know, a kid. So we thought we wanted our own flexibility. And if you just, if you know a little bit about CPA firms and law firms, it's a lot of long hours. So they are like 16 hour days. And that's what makes you like a good CPA or a good <laughs> lawyer in a law firm. And we thought there was a better way of doing it. And so we decided to branch on our own to do it the way that we thought we could do it without having to do the 16 hour a day. Okay. Yeah. So going back to um, your other ventures, you said you, you owned a rental property as well. Um, as do you, is, is that only one? Well, that was just, um, it wasn't, I guess that's why I didn't even mention it as a venture because what it was, was that we wanted an office. So we had gone to rent an office space and the person happened to be selling the whole uh, facility, which is the mm -hmm. whole building. And we thought it would be a good thing to just buy it and then, you know, take the rent from the people that were also renting it. Yeah. 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 So that's what got us into into rental. It wasn't it wasn't it wasn't an intentional venture. Although sorry, say it again. It's kind of like a sidebar <laughs> mm -hmm. because our immediate need was just that we needed office space to be able to meet clients and mm -hmm. um, things like that. So um it just looked like a good opportunity. Yeah. So although although it's not it wasn't like um something that you guys actually intended on doing it still is it, it still brings in monthly revenue or yes yes yes, yes. Uh -huh, yeah. yes it does uh -huh. would you guys plan on doing this continuously would you would you make it a, a a real venture and actually purposely branch out we've been thinking about it um because this one that we have now is more of a commercial property um it's a little bit different um than what we kind of envisioned for a long time we've been um, just going back and forth, wanting to have like maybe some uh, residential rental properties um, as just, again, another source of income. And just when you kind of think about when you winding down and want to retire from your main career. So it is something that we're we're still interested in doing, just not there yet in terms mm -hmm. of doing it like full time or anything. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's nothing like having having some passive income just, yeah. to, mm -hmm. just while you're sleeping, making money. Yes. <laughs> um, what would you what, what kind of clients would you say you work with um, going back to being a CPA? Currently, um, on Melinda's side, basically small clients. So like somebody that has a small business, maybe a small law firm, a small accounting firm. We have a copier companies like yeah. a funeral home. Mm -hmm. We have an entertainer. A lot of, a lot of folks that yeah. own rental property. Yeah. And a lot of individuals yes. when it comes down yeah. to taxes. Um, yeah. But yes, a yeah. lot of small business and, um, again, individuals. Yeah. So we have a, an entertainer that we mm -hmm. have as a client. We I just can't mention the name, but then he has a lot of, because of his work, he does, uh, he does uh, what they call shows in almost every state. Okay. So that keeps us busy. Mm -hmm. Then on my side, which is the information uh, security on the business side, I have Department of Commerce, um, National Institute of Standards and Technology, the U.S. Patent and Trade Organization. I have uh, the Veterans Affairs. It's mostly big government agencies. Okay, so it sounds like you guys have a have a wide wide array of client clientele. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, it, is the work separate between you two? Like, 
So, Mr. Sam, I know that you're a CPA and Ms. Melinda, you're an account. You're focusing more on the accounting side. Do you guys work separately with the, the businesses or is it something that you guys do together? Separate. Well, yeah, mm -hmm. separate. But both of us are CPAs. So we just do different things. And then um, Sam has other specialties as well as the CPA. Um, but for the most part, we work separately. We do do taxes, both of us. Um, but uh, most of our work, we do separate uh, areas of the business. Okay. So um, going back to you guys saying that you you kind of wanted to branch off in, in, in 2000 when uh, when everybody when everybody was in a panic thinking the world was going to end. What did you guys do b before this, before you guys were business owners? We worked both in uh, consulting and CPA firms. So I worked with um, KPMG, which is like the second largest accounting firm in the world. Mm -hmm. And Melinda worked with uh, Booz Allen and Hamilton, which is like the largest consulting firm in the world. Wow. Yeah. So you guys kind of already had like a, like a, like a direct yeah. where you're going. Okay. Yeah. That's a strong foundation yeah. to have to, to yeah. grab yourself to start your own business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that was a good a good introduction because there are a lot of CPAs that I talk to now when I go to training with that are afraid of like if they said they were giving them a department of commerce to audit, it looks frightening because it's too big for them. But because we were already exposed through where we worked with bigger clients, it was an easy transition. Like I don't see like if you said I had to audit the Veterans Affairs, it doesn't occur to me as a big client mm -hmm. because it's something that I've, I I saw while I worked. Right. And so for today, it's not a big client. But for a lot of people that have done um, public accounting work for years, it's very frightening to them when they see a big client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you guys first began being um, consultants, what would you say your, your, your drive was? Why did you decide this was the avenue you guys were going to go down? I guess for me, I just wanted things different because working in, um, and I can give probably a quick testimony that got me there because I remember uh, managing, because uh, I was I was a manager in this uh, firm and they were doing work for maybe like uh, 3,000 hours. They were working on a particular client, which is I think the yeah, health and human services for like 3,000 hours. So when I showed up there, I said, well, I don't think it's efficient. Maybe we need to cut it down to 1,500 hours. And so I insisted that everybody go home at 5 p.m., even though they were used to staying till 8 or 9. So I said, wherever you are, you know, when it's 5 p.m., I want you to go home. I don't care whether you finished or not. And through that, I was able to push them to finish the work in 15, the same amount of work in 1,500 hours, mm. something they had been doing in 3,000 hours for years. Wow. So I realized that we could gain efficiencies. We could do the same amount of work for less time. But then I, I didn't have control of the work. These were, this was a big company. I didn't have control of pushing that efficiency. So I decided to set up my own to push that. Oh, okay. So you took it. And then for me, it was a little bit different motivation. Um, just before we started, that's when I had my first child. So being a mother is very different, um, you know, in terms of worrying about the home life and your career. So I didn't want a situation where I had to take my child to child care or, mm -hmm. um, you know, just have these long hours and not be around. So for me, it was more of just being able to have the flexibility to be the primary caregiver of my family. 
and um, also not give up my career because at that point I finished, um, you know, college and grad school and then took the CPA exam. So just wanting to keep everything fresh and be able to work, but still, again, um, be able to have a, the home life with, is like critical for our family. Okay. So how old were you guys when you, when you, when you started um, really, really kind of not being a CPA, but when you guys did become your, a business owner yourselves? Little, like 20 to, well, maybe 20, 29 30, for me maybe 30, yeah. 30 something yeah okay, yeah yeah uh-huh. okay so is that that was your original drive has it has it shifted in any way uh since then have you is there is there another fire that's keeping you guys lit uh while you're continuing to go down this journey right now mm, i guess the in terms of maybe transitioning out to do the rental business is what you know we've been thinking about lately mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that's the that's the other drive because you know and i think it 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 just has kind of shifted slightly um again the overall picture has always been to kind of work for yourself but the shift of work has or or the amount of work has shifted in some respects um, when you first start as an, uh, uh, as a CPA or an accountant, uh, most people ask you about taxes. So I think initially um, that was kind of one of the areas that we just started really taking the clients. But over the period, it changed a lot because in terms of revenue, that wasn't as profitable for us the way we were performing the tax services. So we did more heavily consulting work and to the point that now we have our own employees um, so now over the last couple of years, I feel like we've had a little bit of shift of trying to maybe see what we could do maybe with the tax side of business and, um, kind of keep the, you know, consulting work, of course, doing well, but, um, it kind of changes once you, you know, based on different stages you are in life. Um, we've again, started when our children were like little <laughs> and now they're college age or going to college and high schoolers. So for us, our time has changed a little bit. So then it gives us like little opportunities to be able to um, change up the work that we're actually doing in some respects. Um, so back to the first stage of your entrepreneurship. Um, were there any like, I know that you just had, you were, you were about to have your first child and you know everyone was in a panic. So how'd you guys really overcome that obstacle and push through that really to, to really jumpstart your, your new career? I think for us is pretty much faith, <laughs> um, which you kind of go back to for our just guiding light is we really just look to where the Lord is really leading us and guiding us. So for us, it's a hands down faith. Okay. So I'm assuming that, that, Faith is really what carried you through every obstacle that you guys have had in this yes. 19, almost 20 years that you guys have been being business owners. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Phasing out kind of slowly of what you do, what you're doing now. Did, could you guys see yourself kind of um, in, investing uh, as not, not really full time, but seeing that in, in your near future? Um, real estate wise? Oh, real estate wise. Um, um, yeah, 
and then many... their future, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, I can say yes. We can mm-hmm. see that. And how, how, how would you say that it would kind of, I, w- I don't want to say differ from what you're doing now lifestyle-wise, but what do you, what do you think would kind of change on a, on a day-to-day basis going from what you're doing now to, to real estate investing? I'm not sure, um, really, because I guess it would depend on how involved or not involved we are. Um, right now, I would say it probably wouldn't change that much in terms of our daily responsibilities, in terms of the hours that we put in. Um, really, given the fact that because we would be novice and really going more deeply into real estate, um, it will probably require at least the same amount of time that we're putting in for our main career, but um, I'm not really sure how it would look like, to be honest with you. Because mm-hmm. right now, even though we have an investment in uh, real estate, we don't manage it ourselves. We have a property manager, uh-huh. but we are not involved in the process. So mm-hmm. once we jump into it full time, I think it will look different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even even when you um, when you do become full time, I think. Um, from so Matt and I are currently trying to become um or are becoming real estate investors and you see more and more that the people that are investing are not really hands on with each property they do outsource their property management so it kind of just becomes going like from not really place to place but um kind of being an investor owning the rental but outsourcing the property outsourcing the management so not really being hands on with it right as much as as much as it would seem because it when you kind of when you when you property when you manage the property yourself it becomes more of a job than a business yeah. exactly yeah yeah so right now that's how we do it so that's why i wouldn't think it would change that much but i guess it would just depend on what kind of properties and you know our interest in getting involved or just kind of keeping it the same way we've been doing it I've always heard that like uh, most knowledge comes from books. Really, in this uh, technology area, like you should really just start reading books more. And like I want to know, what books have you guys read? Like when you, especially when you were first starting up and going into uh, being a business owner, uh, what books did you guys really read to, you know, help influence your decisions and help guide you through that, if any. Yeah, well, one of the books, which has nothing really to do with business, but kind of was our start in this journey was um, this book called Hope for the Flowers, and it's written by Trina Paulus, and um, it was really a book just to help us be able to actually make a decision in terms of even starting or um, kind of taking a chance or a risk in terms of going out on our own. So that would be, for me, kind of the first book that I read that was kind of related to, uh, you know, just jumping into a business. business. And then I think the next other one was Who Moved My Cheese? Yes. Uh I don't know whether you guys have seen it. I don't know. Oh, I don't think I've heard of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good book book about change. Yeah. So what it was, was that both of us were in a good place in our careers, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. making a lot of money. So having to leave that to start all over was a big change. So when we talked to a few people, you know, like mentors, um, they recommended the main mentor that we had recommended these two books because they had to do with change. 
mm-hmm. uh, hope for the flowers and who move my cheese. Mm-hmm. So we read it and we're like, well, this just talks about change. It doesn't say like, do the business or not. You yeah, know? we were really looking for yeah. just the practice. <laughs> yeah. And so if we're going to lose all our income, like we needed something that would give us an assurance that okay. we could recover. But that was where mm-hmm. I think Melinda touched on it. And mm-hmm. the end, we depended on the faith. But mm-hmm. those were the two main books. And then mm-hmm. after that, we have read. Mm-hmm. I mean, I read a lot, too. Mm-hmm. I have several books mm-hmm. that I've read. Mm-hmm. But those were the two main ones that guided us in the beginning. Started, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So speaking of change, you guys kind of, you guys changed um, the way you were working, but not kind of the profession you were working in. Would you say you're, you're, you're in love with like what you're doing? Yes, right now, yes. Yes, yeah. right now, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and does that is that does that kind of add to that drive? Um, that like kind of add to that fuel, like that that kind of waking up every day and going out and doing it. Yeah, I would say because I think sometimes, like any profession, and whether you're in love with what you're doing or not, you obviously are going to have some days that are just not good days. You know, it could even be a couple of weeks here and there, depending on the season that you're in. Um, so for me, when that happens, I definitely just kind of think back to why I chose this, what I love about it. And a lot of times I quickly realized that maybe one or two, maybe people <laughs> are really the cause of my dissatisfaction. And it doesn't move me enough to be motivated to get out of my career. Mm-hmm. Career is always there. Is there something even I ask myself, you know, if I had to do this again, you know, sometimes people pose those questions. I really can't see anything changing with it. I wouldn't say I would want to be some other profession. Um, but uh, I think for me, I just try to go back to why I originally like this and trying to separate um, people's behaviors from the work that you're doing. Because with every field, obviously, you have to deal with relationships. And sometimes it can be a little bit sticky and, um, you know, painful <laughs> to navigate your way through. But you always kind of have to remind yourself why are you doing it and really what is your main objective. And mine is a little different because Melinda basically works on by herself, which means that she uses everything that she's doing in the profession to just do the work. I kind of have transitioned out of that where I have people that are doing the work. So I'm doing more of, marketing, sales, and managing people and leadership. That's pretty much what I'm, mm-hmm. I realize that I'm involved in every day, you know. So I'm not really like nuts and bolts. I'm more of making sure that the people and, you know, kind of defining the concept that they can follow to get whatever we want to do accomplished. So I'm doing more of that. Okay. Uh, as you guys we're about to start this business. You obviously had people that were in your life that really pushed you to, to get to that stage that you were at anyway, where you both were working for huge corporations and making a lot of money for yourselves. You guys obviously had each other about to have your first child. So when you were about to start your own business, did you see the people that surrounded you change a little bit? Did you start going to more, did you start, uh, making acquaintances with business owners and trying to learn from mentors more instead of hanging around people that were kind of in that same bubble that you guys were trying to escape? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think it's just maybe partly, again, I would have to go back to just the faith, you know, just the doors that were open that we can't take credit for. 
but because they were open for us. But I think also just the character that God has really placed in each of us is pretty similar. And I don't think we worry about what's going on around us. Um, not that we wouldn't take help from maybe a business owner or anything like that, but we didn't really have access to that when we first started, especially. So I think most of our leaning was to ourselves to kind of push ourselves to just uh, keep moving forward and trying to get whatever we could to move forward. I mean, of course, we made a lot of relationships with, um, you know, just meeting people, especially Sam. He was definitely um, pounding the pavement and, and, you know, making sure that he could get meetings in with certain people to try to um, get us to a different level. But I guess generally or, or, or every day, whether we develop these wonderful relationships, I can't say that we did that. I think we've worked um, or depended on each other a lot in terms of um, just trying to push ourselves forward. And I don't consider that normal in the sense that um, I guess I, I hate to always resort to that. It's almost like you're around a company with a lot of people that don't own a business. I mean, maybe you guys are fortunate now at your age and your generation. Maybe you have more people that look like you mm -hmm. that probably own a business so you can rely. But when we started, there wasn't a whole lot of that. Mm -hmm. So you pretty much had to sort it out yourself. Mm -hmm. And even concepts that were given to you, we, I remember getting a concept from another person, I think, uh, it was in an accounting journal about how to market accounting business. And the system looked very doable, mm -hmm. but I didn't put in the factor of color, right? So once we implemented it, I realized that because of that but other element that it didn't work out. I mean, I can explain it, but I don't want it to be long-winded, but it was a, 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 a marketing program where you would buy like 4,000 names, new businesses that had opened, and um, you would start to call them. You create a business. We had to hire, hire two people that would do the calls and one person that would go out and sell. Mm -hmm. And they were supposed to call uh, all these 4,000 people. And all we needed at that point was like 10 clients out of 4,000. So for me, it was a no-brainer. Like... Mm -hmm. I'll pay 25000 for that. That's mm -hmm. how much they, they wanted us to pay, 25000 to get just 10 clients out of 4,000 calls. But we did the 4,000 calls, spent about 70000 and got zero. Wow. Mm -hmm. Because the, what we didn't factor in was that all these people that were opening businesses in South Jersey were not black. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so... And and we were too smart, too smart for us. We hired a marketing salesperson that was black because we wanted it to be black, right? Well, what we didn't put him, <laughs> what we didn't keep him out of the point that when he would go out and do the sale, they saw him. When the people, the telemarketers would call and say, "Oh yeah, come on in." Mm -hmm. Once he got there, they didn't give him the business. Mm -hmm. uh, so, and these were people that had just started there because. Yeah, they sold names to us of people that had just started a business. So they obviously needed an accountant. Mm -hmm. But once they saw him, mm -hmm. they didn't want to give him the business. That was one thing we didn't, you know, we had, we were free thinkers at that point. We didn't keep that in mind. So, yeah, you don't, you don't really plan for things like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so, I mean, I kept paying for it. And there was a guarantee that 
if you pay the 25,000 and you didn't get 100,000 in a year, they will give you back the money. Okay. But you had to you had to you had to hire these three people and pay them all through the year. Oh. So at a certain point, all right, well, we're not getting any business. Why do we? And we had spent about seventy thousand just getting the program working. I'm like, no, we need to just cut it. Yeah. We didn't factor that in. So they are not just a long story short. It's like they are not. There weren't a whole lot of people <laughs> like us that we could rely on right. to really, right. you know, grab a business. I mean, I think with your generation, you yeah. probably can. A, but that was one thing we didn't, you know, factor in. Mm-hmm. Um, to to really wrap up the entire conversation that we just had, uh, what do you want our viewers to take away from this conversation today? I think if you really, yeah, you have to, first of all, you have to right, have some basis to what you're doing. And for us, again, it is the faith. And then also go for it. A lot of people that we've talked to um, in terms of just wanting to start businesses, either during our process or even after we've kind of considered ourselves established, have been really nervous about um, pursuing their dream for a business, um, especially when they're still working. Um, for us, we just simply made a decision to quit those jobs and just go full force with this. Um, it was definitely a very risky decision, but it was well worth it. And it just allowed us to focus and really push as hard as we could to develop this. I don't feel like if we would have kind of held on to the jobs that we had, that we would have made, you know, inroads in this and mm -hmm. as quickly, first of all, and just maybe we may not have because there would always be some things you have to divide your time with. So I feel like um, a lot of people are nervous about starting and, and it is scary. It is, you know, a big chance that you're taking. But when you really want something, you kind of have to put everything in it so that you can get the best result that you can get. But for mm -hmm. And I say um, our anchor has just always been uh, faith, looking to um, direction from God and um, leaning on him and mm -hmm. getting us through those hard times. I guess for me, I'll say the same thing, just being courageous. And so that goes mm -hmm. to the faith, mm -hmm. because when you're doing something and I tell my son this, when you're doing something that everybody's doing, it's, it means you're in the wrong place. Right. Because only few people are successful, very successful. So. Mm -hmm. You have to be doing something that looks strange that very few people are doing. So when you're at that point, you know you're in the right spot, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. Where you're doing something that nobody around you is doing, you're probably in the right spot. Mm -hmm. When yeah. you're doing something that everybody is doing and you're afraid to change, mm -hmm. then you want to be with the masses. And obviously, you don't want to be, you don't want to excel. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. If you're yeah. going to excel, you have to do something different from what the masses are doing. You know, there are people at the bottom, mm -hmm. then there are a whole lot of people in the middle, middle. then there are very yeah. few people at the top, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yes, and you have to be a change agent. Yeah. You cannot be, you cannot want to change. You cannot do what everybody else is doing and then want to be a change agent. I don't think the two go together. So you just have to be courageous. Whatever step you're going to take has to look new because if everybody's doing it, it's probably not something that you're going to make money in. It has to be something very different. Okay. And I realized that when I changed our accounting practice, we did something different than what other accounting firms were doing. I learned a lot from all the places that we've been and we tried to do something different, right? So you have to be a change agent. And to be a 
engage and you have to be courageous and take some chances and take some chances yeah, chances and the risk. Yeah. person is not willing to take and your support at that point will be the fate yeah so <laughs> hey, I, that's that's some advice you can't put a price tag thank you really? <laughs> um uh last question um what would you what would you say to yourself now to or what would you say to your beginning self now I don't think for me I would have done anything different. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think for yeah. me too. I think what you know, just like I just said, for me it would be go for it. And I think we really did go for it. Um, it was definitely like I said, very scary. But again, I felt like we were young. We had just you know babies, so they didn't see any difference. <laughs> you know, when you're little, they all they see is their parents. So in the financial maybe limitations we had at that time were not felt by our children. So for me, I felt like we put it all on the line and we just kind of went for it. Um, even, you know, going and, and it, a lot of it was evident because when you talk to maybe our parents and just even friends, I think a lot of them probably did think we were a little bit crazy. <laughs> like, you're going to stop these good paying jobs to do this. That's bringing in nothing. Like, it sounds so ridiculous. And even on top of that, we had just also purchased a home here, moved back to New Jersey. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, we did everything that was normal. People probably would have thought, you know, no, why are you doing this? But um, I do feel like it was it was the right thing to do, even though, again, every day wasn't sunshine. But I felt like overall was definitely the right path that we took. And yeah, definitely. I mean, especially if you guys both say you wouldn't change a thing, that's kind of it's just the perfect way it's that you guys are living out the life you you always wanted to live it seems definitely mm -hmm. yes. yeah yeah this, this is something that you guys chose to do this is something you you put the work in you got the results that you wanted and you chose it and now you get to bring your your family up and show your kids like especially considering that they're all like they're all young and in college and they're in our generation and you get to really show them like the sky is really the limit you guys did in a more difficult generation and now we have access to technology that you guys wish you guys probably would have had access to so Absolutely. you know it's, it's it's and you guys are we're interviewing you right now and asking you for advice and you're giving it to us so it's really coming for full circle for me right now and it's you know thank you guys for for joining us today on the podcast well really, thank you really, for having us yep really appreciate it thank you thank you <laughs>